0: The date is July 18th, 1990, and we're watching Arachnophobia. Welcome to I Used to Like This One.
1: And welcome to I Used to Like This One The show where we take a look back at movies we remember fondly from our childhood And attempt to look past the nostalgia to see if they still hold up My name is Sean Wells And with me, as always, is the Delbert McClintock To my Dr. Ross Jenkins
0: Hello, I'm Colin Stewart
1: And this week, we are now into the thick of our spooky Halloween movies. We call Drop Dead Fred our transition movie to spooky movies. But here we go. So we brought in a guest who was one of our Halloween guests last year... When she talked the Lost Boys with us, and recently, if you listened to part four of our retrospective series last month, one of our presenters from our Onesies Awards, please welcome back Marin Richardson.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Long time no see.
1: Yeah, and so Marin has decided to travel across the country, and so her connection may not be as good, so hopefully it works out for this episode. hmm but this week we are looking back at July nineteen ninety when the movies and theaters were Die Hard, Two Die Harder, Ghost, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, Days of Thunder, and of course our movie for today, Arachnophobia, which earned fifty three point two million dollars on a twenty two million dollar budget.
0: And as always, there will be spoilers ahead. So if you don't want web in your face, that's a that's a pull, I guess. Just <laughs> pause. <laughs> Go watch the movie, and then come back and hear what we have to say.
1: I maybe I don't follow that. Was that
0: because of this
1: movie, or or <laughs> what? What movie are you referring to in that case?
0: I'm no, I'm referring to this movie, but it was just like off the cuff, and I was like, oh
1: okay, I know, I guess. okay. <laughs> Web spiders, <laughs> I think of. <laughs> So the tagline that appears on the poster for this movie is, well, I have two. The first is. Eight legs, two fangs, and an attitude.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that one. that was I <laughs> Sh- Sean lent me his DVD to watch this movie, and I, I happened to watch the trailer and in yep. all its all its 90s glory that's what it that's what the trailer ends with.
2: <laughs> Total 90s glory. yep. Unfortunately,
1: I think that's the good one because the other one that I have is the suspense of alien, the excitement of jaws, the fun of back to the future. Oh, (laughs) what (laughs) yeah like the funny thing is the with the back to the future reference uh they referred to the large spider on set as bob and i guess the director frank marshall decided to call him bob to honor his friend robert zemeckis so i mean Mm. in this tagline as well we're honoring robert zemeckis but I just don't like the fact that you feel the need to name drop three other movies that arguably might be the better three movies. <laughs> it just, you know, it doesn't seem like the best choice. Yeah, yeah, like you're
0: using three movies that would be the best of their genre at the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got. I guess you have to dream big. It's like the secret, you know, like just speak it into the universe <laughs> and then maybe it'll happen. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Probably.
1: <laughs> well, considering that last tagline doesn't even mention anything about this movie, we need a better description. Let's go to him for a 60-second synopsis. All right,
0: I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty proud of this one. It's far longer. It's going to be far longer than 60 seconds, but that's okay. <laughs> <clears throat> When a young Venezuelan spider sees one of his friends captured and another killed, it pursues its assailants back to their camp. After killing one of them, our hero finds himself trapped with its victim's corpse and flown across the globe to the small coastal town of Canaima, California. Once there, the spider escapes his tomb prison, running to freedom in the outside world, but not before he's attacked by a local crow. After flying for some time, our valiant spider manages to slay his avian foe and finds himself on an acreage newly purchased by big city doctor Ross Jennings and his family, who have left the city in search of a simpler life. Life on the farm is tough for a spider, but our hero soon finds love with a local arachnid, creating a new queen and launching an army of deadly hybrids on the unsuspecting town. With the bodies piling up, will Dr. Jennings, the local exterminator, and an entomologist be able to thwart our hero's legacy of lethal progeny? Let's find out on another episode of I Used to Like This One.
1: Boom. That was exactly 60 seconds. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was solid. Solid, Colin. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Thank you.
1: (laughs) So I know that for me, when I was younger, I mean, I was about 11, 12 years old when this movie came out. And up to this point, I, I, I kind of was wading into the horror movie genre, you know, like I mentioned last year when Marin was here, Lost Boys is one of those gateway movies for me and all that sort of thing. But up to this point, all my experience with Scary Movie was on video. And it's less intimidating when you can have the lights on, you know, for an 11-year-old, 12-year-old. So my first experience with a scary movie on a bigger screen was at a summer camp I went to back in grade 6 and grade 7 with my best friend Carl, who we also heard in the Onesies Awards, and I saw Leviathan. So at that point, it was like, okay, I've seen a scary movie on a bigger screen in a darker room. I can handle a scary movie, and so this was my first theatrical scary movie that I ever went to. And at the time, I didn't realize it was so hilarious. Like this is a funny, funny movie, but that's that's my experience with arachnophobia is This is the first theatrical scary movie that I've ever seen. Yeah. um what about you, Marin? Had you ever seen or even heard of arachnophobia before now?
2: Yes, I have heard of arachnophobia, but I never watched it because I used to have an arachnophobia. I was pretty scared, but I, it's more lost so now, so I was okay watching the spiders. Okay, um, but I never did as a kid, even though I I, I knew of the movie. Um, and I would definitely say watching it now, it's like a thriller comedic. Film um mm. and comedy plays a huge part, and like it, it, it's a good mix of both. <laughs> so it's a good mix of like I, I was, on, I literally jumped from the jump scares, and they were not even that scary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the word that I heard to refer to this movie is a thrill comedy. Is what they call it. That's a good so, word. Yeah. Um And so did this bring back any of those childhood traumas? Did you have any moments much like the main character in this movie where you're like, I used to be more scared of spiders and this was like bringing back some of those memories.
2: Oh, oh my goodness, Sean, Kate, let me tell you, I was okay. <laughs> I was okay for years until la- um, last month I was in the car and I was driving. Um, no, I-, I wasn't driving. Thankfully I was in the back seat and all of a sudden I see this large crawly leg uh, on my leg and i freaked out and i screamed i wiped it off of me and i took a picture it was the size of my palm and it turns out it was a rapid wolf spider so seeing um okay that and seeing the of uh, the film again it kind of looked like what i saw so <laughs> kind of brought back <laughs> memories of not a childhood but memories of what happened just last
0: month. <laughs> this, right ca- this was in canada
2: this is in Canada. I
0: I didn't know we had spiders that big.
2: I d- didn't know either. <laughs> so yeah, I but but with I guess with a kid, I mean, I just never wanted to look at them. So I guess looking at the spiders, especially those close up, those close up um, camera angles, brought a little yeah. fear back. Yeah. <laughs>
1: hmm. What what about you, Colin? Do you have any history at all with arachnophobia?
0: Uh, I have no history with the movie. i had never even heard of it until you uh, you mentioned it. Oh, okay. And and so this was a this was a fresh watch for me. I I mean I don't know that I, I mean I think anybody will be kind of afraid of spiders when you're not expecting them, like when they just fall from you. Like I'm in my basement right now and. Every now and then, I'll just see like spiders crawl across the wall, and that's kind of jarring. But I wouldn't, I've never been afraid of spiders. I've always kind of thought spiders were cool. And, uh, Mm -hmm. my mom, my mom growing up was always like very much against killing spiders because she, she always told me that if you killed a spider, it would rain. So, Yeah, yeah. I was always more of a, whenever I saw spiders in the house, I was always more of a catch and release type, type situation. So,
1: yeah, so am I yeah yeah yeah
2: I couldn't do that. I, I mean, I don't want to kill a spider, but I just have someone else go get it for me because I'm too scared <laughs> <Yeah>. to go <laughs> go get it
1: well i you know with your comment about if one were to drop on on you right now it it would take you by surprise. I know a couple of years ago I went to Japan and I had my first ever experience with a cockroach, and mm-hmm. it came crawling across the back of my hand, and I actually went. Ah! <laughs> and yeah. threw it across the room, and that was a cockroach. So, I mean, I would probably, you know, I've always respected spiders, and, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'm not scared of them, but I would probably, I, I've now seen that that's how I would react to something dropping on me out of nowhere. Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think humans have some sort of evolutionary reaction to all insects and small rodents, where it's like, If I know it's coming, cool. But if you surprise (laughs) me, like, I'm going to lose my shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, let's jump into Arachnophobia. Directed, as I mentioned, by Frank Marshall. And produced by Richard Vane and Kathleen Kennedy. Written by Wesley Strick, who gets the screenplay credit. Don Jacoby, who gets the story slash screenplay credit. And Al Williams, who gets the story by credit. And for Al Williams, that's his only credit on IMDb. And we open the movie on an exposition. Uh, exposition, Uh, on an expedition in (laughs) Venezuela, and we see photojournalist Jerry Manley, played by Mark L. Taylor, arriving late at the base camp of Dr. James Atherton, played by Julian Sands. Jerry is a little under the weather, but has to immediately board a helicopter that's flying the team to a remote part of the Venezuelan jungle, featuring some exposition dumps. And with a bug landing on Jerry's leg that Dr. Atherton casually flicks away, we find out that almost everything in Venezuela is going to fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean that's kind of how I feel about all like anytime I watch a movie that takes place in the rainforest, yeah. I'm just like everything there will will kill you. Every yeah. everything there is double the size of what we see here. Yep. And is just bred for murder. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always heard that if you're going to go to Australia, it's better to go to New Zealand because in Australia, everything's out to kill you. New Zealand, it's 50 50. (laughs) It's 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 Australia with less venom is what it is. (laughs) But now, okay, so Jerry having the flu, like, is that an important detail? Like I i don't quite understand is that just because to make it justify him lying down later on after they come back from their little gathering of insects
0: yeah i was thinking about that and i think that the only purpose that part of it serves is that it makes them doubt it's a spider bite it like yeah like it starts the the unknown of like what's killing these people
1: i guess that's a solid point yeah Okay, I I do like the disguised racism line of when he looks at the native on the plane and goes, "Is he friendly?"
2: <laughs> My goodness,
1: I hope so. He's our guide. Yeah, I I do I do enjoy the though the scene where like where they have to get back down to the bottom of the hole and everything like that, and they he thinks that he's going to have to rappel down and it's like, no, the ropes for the equipment, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. What what did you guys think of this bug catching scene with the cones and the jars and the smoke machine, the really, really loud smoke machine?
2: I, I mean, like I, it was, it was interesting for sure. Cause I was like, wow, this is really 1990 for you. The very start of the movie Throughout the film, there were like some like cheesy parts, but that's what also made it good and also made it funny. And in the beginning, like it was so (laughs) I love the effects, but I love the music most, uh, especially in the beginning. I thought the music was really well done. I mean, the smoke and the and the added like awaiting to see what was happening was was good.
1: <laughs> well, and that part would have given you one of your first jump scares when you realize that the one tarantula is still alive in the jar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, did they actually use real, like, did they have real life spiders in this movie? I was yes. wondering that this whole time.
1: Yes. The one that they did call Bob. Is actually a real, uh, I forget exactly what it's called. It's like called a, a bird eating spider or something. Wow. Now, okay. now, they did make a duplicate of Bob. So the animatronic spider was actually made by Jamie Heineman from the Mythbusters. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So there are when it comes to the general spider, there are two fake spider, uh, spiders, but the yeah, all the all the little spiders, all and even the tarantulas, the giant friggin' tarantula, yeah, they're they're real spiders, hmm. except for when they're really put into danger. Yeah,
2: wow. I was wondering that the whole time watching this movie because I was like, wow, those effects or <laughs> that's that's some real creepy crawlies. Well, and it's cool because like I read about the
1: fact that you know you can't. Train a spider, so they had clever ways to wrangle these spiders where, uh, like, a vibrating wire stretched across the ground. Spiders don't want to walk on it, so it would keep them in a certain area. And apparently, lemon pledge was also a big one that the spiders don't like lemon pledge, so you could spray a surface with that and it would help keep the spiders back from that area.
0: That's interesting,
1: yeah. I I read a lot about the spiders in this. Like, the spiders, (laughs) they were were at the mercy of the spiders, basically, when it came to it. It was kind of like, you know, you had to wait for the spider to accidentally do something. Anytime you see a dead spider on screen, it's one that died of natural causes. When it came to, like, the part where Delbert squishes the one spider, he actually has a hollowed-out boot, which is why he steps so carefully on it. So that the spider could just curl up inside. Yeah, it was all about the spiders in this movie. And it's kind of like, you know, if you screw up the take that the spider gets right, you got to feel terrible at that point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I was going to say, that's actually really cool because, I mean, it's probably tempting to use some crappy spider effects. Like, I was just thinking they could have gone the route of, I think it was. We watched when we watched the Goonies or Monster Squad, but there's that one scene where it's just it just looks like like Halloween bats. spiders yeah. with the the rubber spiders and the fake webs and all that.
1: Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I
0: was also I was also wondering if that system they use, like shooting off the smoke and then having all the bugs drain for, or like fall from the sky into those cones, is that like an actual method that entomologists use to? study bugs i mean it seems plausible but
1: well again i went on a bit of a spider deep dive (laughs) and apparently spiders if they fall from more than like uh, a meter or two like that's it for the spider so these spiders that are falling out of the trees like a hundred feet the the word they used was shattered the spider Mm. would shatter because their exoskeleton is so fragile yeah. And so I don't think that's possible but it might be a way to collect the butterflies at least but yeah you'd be you you'd, you'd be collecting a lot of dead squished spiders not yeah not ones that miraculously jump back up to life. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like the part where he gets back to the base camp, he's just shoveling out all these dead butterflies onto the table. Like, it's just like, you went into this deep, dark part of the jungle and killed all those butterflies, essentially. I have to assume they're dead, otherwise he wouldn't just be spreading them out on the table. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, Dr., Dr. Atherton was a little... He's a little bit too much for me. I don't know. I actually, after watching this movie and seeing him, I feel like an entomologist would be the worst date. I wouldn't want to go <laughs> to somebody's house and be like, oh, you just have sp- spiders on pegs. Like, oh, come see, come check out the thorax.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, here's my, since, since uh, we're still on the subject of spiders, here's a couple more of my deep dive facts that I have about the spiders in this movie. The little spiders that they used are called Avondale spiders, and it's a harmless species from New Zealand. I have to say, I thought the little spiders, like, when they do the close-ups, they're cute. Like, those are some adorable little spiders, I think. And the other spider fact that I found out about this movie is that they actually put a prosthetic abdomen on the uh, big spider, the general spider, to make him look even bigger, so they painted stripes on him and and gave him a prosthetic abdomen to make him a fuller size. Which I thought, okay, that's interesting.
2: Wow. Okay, I was wondering why he because I he looked really real, and I was yeah. like, this can't be, this can't be a, a fake spider. Yeah. And then when it showed like him crawling up, um, and like the back, the back of him, it just looked a little bit odd. So yeah. that's. Interesting that you say that because I I was wondering that because it just looked a little bit like huge.
1: Yeah. And when it comes to the scenes, I don't know which one is the animatronic spider and which one is the real. Like I think Mm -hmm. they did a pretty there's somewhere it's like, okay, that's definitely the fake spider. But, you know, I just I don't know. I don't know which is which. So like when he's crawling up the leg of the guy in the beginning, I don't know if that's the real spider or the fake spider. I'm thinking (laughs) that was the fake spider.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't really know. But I mean, it's pretty hard to tell. I think Mm -hmm.
1: I know I forgot about how long this opening scene was like I, I forgot that it took up so much of the movie like Jeff Daniels I mean he gets top billing on this movie and he doesn't show up for like 20 minutes into the movie yeah so after this whole opening scene where Jerry dies and they set up his coffin to go back and the spider hitches a ride yeah we go back to our hometown of... How did you pronounce it, Canaima?
0: Canaima, yeah,
1: yeah, Canaima. Which I did read that that word actually is a there. There is an area called Canaima in Venezuela as well, near where they filmed. So yeah, there's
0: also a there's also Canaima, Ontario, but there is okay. no Canaima. There is no Canaima, California.
1: <laughs> okay. it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a fake town. <laughs> <laughs> this was one of those movies where, as I'm watching it, it's just like there are so many people that I kind of recognize it's kind of like hey i know that guy from other things but i can't quite place what like at one point with the mortician's wife i'm like is that mimi from drew carey you know and it's like oh "Oh, yeah yeah. okay it's (laughs) it's mimi from drew carey that's what she looks like without makeup but even the the chris collins guy like uh dr atherton's assistant like Mm -hmm. we've seen him before in one of our movies he was frank in short circuit yeah the the asshole boyfriend yeah so okay so we end up meeting. Like, our hero for the movie, Dr. Ross Jennings, played by Jeff Daniels, and his wife, Molly Jennings, played by Harley Jane Kozak. His son, though, played Guy Germain in Mighty Ducks 3. Or in Mighty Ducks sorry. Oh, really? Yeah, or Guy Germain, I, Germain or yeah, whatever. Guy. Yeah, Yeah. I
0: did, I did not recognize him at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, they're uh they're moving into their house and we find out that the good doctor here has a crippling fear of spiders. Did you buy it? No. No. <laughs> okay. I didn't
0: buy I didn't buy his fear at any time. And I think that was one of the things for me, anyways, that kept the movie from being I think the thriller that it wanted to be. Yes. Yeah. Whenever whenever he was on the screen and like kind of afraid, I was just like, I don't I don't buy it. And so it, so then it just seemed funny. <laughs>
2: yeah, it seemed really funny to me. I was laughing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, one thing that might, you know, like, from, from your perspective, I mean, you've got, you probably know him from Dumb and Dumber, and then you yeah. see him in this, and you can't erase Dumb and Dumber from your mind. Whereas for me, it, w- it went the opposite way, where I had seen Arachnophobia, and then when Dumb and Dumber came out, it was like, oh, that's the guy from Arachnophobia. So I had, like, a different perspective on Jeff Daniels, which, yeah. uh...
0: I was yeah. going to say like I watching the, even the minute he shows up on screen I was just in shock cuz I was just like yeah. that is not Jeff Daniels to me even the way he looks like he looks so much like a leading like or, or like the prototypical leading man actor yeah. but that's just like not what I know Jeff Daniels as <laughs> I know Jeff Daniels has like comedy guy or yeah. like really serious like guy from the newsroom and stuff
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. It, Jeff, Jeff Daniels, for me, the first movie that I ever saw him in, because I didn't see Dumb and Dumber until I was like, a little bit older. But uh, when 101 Dalmatians, like the remake uh, okay, of yeah. the, the live action, he was in that movie. Yeah. So I, that was the first one I ever saw of him in.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because to your point, Colin, I mean, this movie is kind of floating around comedy, but yeah. it's not all out. And it's not, like you said, it's not really serious either. Yeah. Yeah. And then the 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 whole mood just goes completely out the window as soon as Delbert shows up for the first time. And- <laughs> yeah, like
0: I kind of felt the same way about both Jeff Daniels and John Goodman, and that I was just like, these seem like outlier characters for what you normally are.
1: But how how familiar are you with John Goodman?
0: See, I'm I'm not that familiar. Like, I only know him from. Like Big Lebowski, r- I'm guessing. Big, Le- big Lebowski, Roseanne, and like a few other things. But I know him as like the gruff dad type, or like the gruff, mm-hmm. like more of the gruff, like heavy hitter type guy, like the man's so, man.
1: So you've never seen something like King Ralph, for example? No, no. Okay. Or what? What about Red State? Have you seen Red State, Kevin Smith's Red oh, State? Oh yeah, I, I have seen him yeah. in Red State. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, our Jennings family here is moving into their new house. And I have to say that they are moving in using the company of Paul Arpin Moving Company. And, well, geez, that means it's time for Sponsorship Corner.
0: I just, I just want to know, is Paul Arpin Moving Company a real moving company?
1: I believe it is. Paul Arpin Van Lines, it came up in my research, so... Oh, nice. yeah, Yeah. So, always on the lookout for product placements in movies. This week, Arachnophobia is brought to you by the Paul Arpin Moving Company, Ford, and Ferrari cars, and... The Jennings family clearly have a BMW and a Jeep Grand Cherokee. However, they never show any of the symbols. So I'm not counting those, but that's <laughs> clearly a BMW that the doctor drives. Fetzer, Bell Arbor and Chateau Margot Wineries, Miller Light Beer, Nike, Quicksilver, and Athletics West, Nikor Matt Cameras, Geo's, Casa de Aura Jewelers, pacemaster 870x treadmill ruffles chips coca-cola and 76 gasoline plus the sports teams the miami dolphins that was on jerry's hat but there was a shower curtain at one point that had various nfl teams on it just never they never showed it clearly also the new york yankees the tv shows family ties and wheel of fortune and the jeffrey archer book a matter of honor Plus, special shout-out to the fictional companies of Kendall Funeral Home, A Small Hotel, and Bugs Be Gone. And this has been Sponsorship Corner.
2: Nice.
1: (laughs) Okay, so they move into their house, and they have the whole scene where it's, you know, it's bad luck if you don't make love on the first night in a new home. (laughs) And, and and then and they, oh, like, cut wow. it, they cut to our spider in the barn. Is that spider doing it? <laughs> it <laughs> I must even... be,
0: that, that must be the setup for the new queen. That must be where... <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Now, I mean, they do mention in the beginning that they said that this spider, wow, this is miraculous. This spider is asexual. You know, it's got no gender or whatever. But... It's it ends up mating with another spider in the barn. But yeah, it's just there were a couple moments in this movie where the line sets up the very next scene. And this was one of them where he says it's bad luck to you know not make love in the house. And then it cuts to the spiders that are, I don't know, doing it spider style in, in some way. <laughs> but but, but you know, there, there was a there was a line later as well when Jeff Daniels gets his first patient. And it's his only patient because, you know, the other doctor decides not to retire. But Mm -hmm. they've got they've got the moment there where he says, well, he can hope that he'll get lucky and all her systems will be ravaged by disease. And then in the very next scene, they find out that she has a clean bill of health. She's perfectly fine. And there is that callback line where he says, what? You think I was hoping you would be ravaged by some disease or something? (laughs) It's like, no, yeah, that's exactly
2: what you were hoping (laughs)
1: I just, I mean, I do love those clever little moments with the, with the comedy. Like, that's the thing. Like I said, I, I, I was struck by how funny this movie was. And I, I did find a lot of jokes in it because I was no longer scared of this movie. I was no longer a kid. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I kind of, I also feel like Jennings, the minute he shows up kind of just rubs me the wrong way.
1: Because of the wine, yeah. Because of his
0: <laughs> his need to have like a wine cellar, that's the big thing that you that you require here.
1: Yeah, but he also mm-hmm. just seems like, like
0: kind of an asshole. Like he doesn't seem he's playing the depressed, the depressed big city boy. Yeah, yeah. he is too much. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah.
2: And he's like, oh, you know, like poor me. He's really having that having that outlook, especially. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, one one thing that I definitely found funny is the fact that he's this wine snob. But later on, there's the part where the queen spider crawls through the window, which is wide open. It's basically just bars. So it's like, this isn't the proper environment to use as a wine cellar anyway. (laughs) No, (laughs) You got to hermetically seal that shit, you know, like it's just too exposed to the elements. And so I just thought that that was an odd choice that this wine snob has open windows, you know?
2: Yeah, no, I thought, I was like, of course, of course, especially in the last part of the movie with the reference to, like, the wine bottles. I just knew it. I knew it because they mentioned it so many times in the beginning. I'm like, wow, they're really setting it up for something to use later on. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. I,
0: I, I'm good. I'm going you're smart you're a smarter person than than I am, Marin, because when, when the when the that, that reveal came, when they're like they're like the queen would be in somewhere like dark, musty, I was like, the
1: wine cellar! The wine cellar
0: <laughs> <laughs> It had to be.
1: Oh. <laughs> okay, so you didn't really like the lead of the movie what what about the side characters like what about this this town of characters that they have I, I have to say I really enjoyed like the exchange between the sheriff when he's trying to give the doctor the ticket and there's there's another point to your snobbish comments of you know these are medical plates come on right but I love mm-hmm. when Margaret comes up and just rips up the ticket and like <laughs> just the, the power play between Margaret and the sheriff that is just trying to do his job but they're, they're all trying to run them out of dodge like you know like what did you think of these side characters that just can't accept this big city doctor
2: yeah no i i really love i love the side characters and i especially love their costumes i felt like they really played with their characters i love margaret it was like a cute like being like super super nice but then she was also like snappy i i, I like that little fire and i guess i i don't remember their names but was it was it the guy that worked in the morgue and his wife? Oh, that, with that that super curly hair. That was yeah. him, and his wife, right?
1: Yeah. Ir- Ir- Irv and Irvin. Uh, what was her name? Ir- Irvin Blair.
2: It was Irvin Blair the um, the
1: mortician and his wife?
2: Oh oh yeah, the mortician and his wife. And then I felt yeah. like it was definitely I like I like the small town characters. Yeah. I showed all the different contrasts. So I liked it.
1: Yeah. Well, I liked seeing another uh, appearance by Happy Gilmore's grandma. That was yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I liked her. I like I liked
0: those two. The old doctor, I can't remember what his name is, but the, uh, the one Sam. who Sam. F- Sam. Yeah. I liked I liked them. I, the, I liked him a lot. I liked that scene where you meet him and he's just like he's just so unapologetic. Like, oh, I'm sorry that you um, moved your family all the way to this 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 uh, town and you bought a. He bought a house and, uh, you know, even though I promised you I was going to retire and leave my business to you, I've just decided not to on a whim. So you're just going to have to go figure your life out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was not expe- I was not expecting that. And I was like, oh, that took a little bit of a turn.
1: Yeah. I do like how he ends up getting the reputation of Dr. Death, though, as yeah. the last person to examine all these people. But, I okay, I have to say, so the coach, he throws business his way and brings them down to the school oh to, my to do, gosh. like, hernia that, that checks. That. Yeah, I was
2: like, <laughs> wow.
1: Well, okay, so here's my question about the hernia check scene, right? Like, he's got, like, these 15 kids all lined up that just drop their shorts, and he's going from kid to kid. He's not wearing gloves, and he's not washing or sanitizing his hand between junk grabs. Because I'm assuming that's what he's doing, right? He's getting them yeah. to... He's grabbing their nuts, telling them to turn their heads and cough, right? Yeah. So, first of all, he's moving from kid to kid pretty fast. I will have mm-hmm. to say, like, even just the actual physical logistics of grabbing someone by the testicles, you can't be moving that fast. But I i, I was disturbed by his lack of washing between kids, you know? <laughs>
0: there was that... Like... I need I would need to watch it again, but I am I am positive. So there's only like one black person in this movie, I'm pretty sure, and it's and it's one of the guys in this lineup. Oh, the moving truck guy is black too. Alright. But yeah. before he gets to this this football player, he like he does like a pause.
1: Yeah. That indicates oh my- to
0: me that he's like
1: he, oh, hello! <laughs> and, <it's> like, yeah. <laughs> and I was just...
0: Yeah, I don't know that that caught that that caught me a little bit off guard. Yeah, but I was like, it's the nineties, nineteen ninety to be exact.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just barely the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I will say that the party that Margaret throws. Oh my god! I I have never realized how much comedy was in that scene. Like I I caught so many more jokes this time when I was watching that. Like like the joke about the coach saying that you know his son plays on the team, and she says, "Oh, nepotism, huh?" And he goes, <laughs> yeah. "No, we're Baptists." Baptists. <laughs> <Yeah, I'm... laughs> <laughs> or there was also there was a great deflection. Where, you know, like, first of all, you see everyone coming up to him at the party and, you know, like, hey, doc, can you check this out? But when he's talking to the mortician and the mortician says, oh, boy, at an event like this, you must have people always bothering you to look at their ailments. You know, how how do you how do you deal with that? And he's like, oh, well, I just introduced them to my wife here. Did I mention that she's a high-end stockbroker? <laughs> and then he turns to her and starts asking for stock tips. I'm like, brilliant deflection. I love that. And it was it was one of those moments where I've never noticed. Or even the fact that the mortician says, you know, when people come up to ask me advice, all they can ask me is, am I dead? You know, <laughs> oh, I just loved it. But yeah, I felt, I felt bad that Margaret was... Uh, was killed off out of out of everyone that in this movie, she was the only one that didn't have a justified death. I guess mm-hmm.
0: I do wish they would have played up the whole doctor death angle for a little bit longer and a little bit more. I, I like that aspect. Like I would have liked to see him actually be under investigation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because the the one guy, what what was his name? The uh, uh, Milton. He comes in... Is he a state investigator? Like, I didn't understand quite who he was. Like, was he a state coroner?
0: I thought he was, like, the mayor... I thought he was in, like, the government somehow.
1: Okay. I thought he was, like, the mayor or
0: something like that.
1: Yeah, just because he... Like, I thought he was some sort of investigator because he does... Make the phone calls to Dr. Jennings later saying, hey, I think your hunch was right. So, yeah, I thought he was investigating somehow. So I thought maybe he was like an FBI guy in a way. Mm -hmm. So there, there was an aspect of me that thought that maybe they were investigating Dr. Jennings. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I was kind of confused on who who he was cuz he would just show up at some at some time. So I usually would have to listen to that scene again or yeah. or see where he came from, like from before. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I see Colin looking something up.
0: Oh yeah, he he's the county coroner. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he, he I think that yeah, he would he'd be he'd be like higher up than the I guess, like, whatever the, uh...
1: Whatever Irv is?
0: Yeah, whatever Irv is. is. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, Irv just seems small-town mortician. He doesn't even seem like yeah. a coroner. Yeah.
2: No, probably Yeah, that's not. probably
0: right. Like, like Irv just runs the funeral home. He's yeah, just a mortician, but, like, Briggs would be the guy who, like, if there was a criminal investigation, then... Yeah. Or there was, like, reason to believe that there was something nefarious happened. He would do the autopsy
1: and all that stuff. Yeah, he's the medical examiner. Okay, okay. Okay, so of course, I mean, I do have to say that my favorite side character, though, is Dilbert. Gotta be, yeah. 100%. Like, mm-hmm. w- without John Candy in this movie, I mean, I think it all John, falls John, flat. Or John John, John Goodman. Goodman, whoops. <laughs> the, the, the other big fat John? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, if you've seen him lately, no, uh, John Goodman has definitely slimmed down. He's he's definitely more svelte than he used to be. But yes, uh, John Goodman. So what, what did you think of Dilbert?
0: Like I said before, similar to Jeff Daniels, I was just, I didn't expect him to be so, he's not stupid. Like, he's not a stupid man, yeah. but he has that weird, like, fast-talking, some sort of, like, weird accent thing yeah. going on that kind of makes him sound almost like a hick.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And again, he just adds comedy to the movie, so it t- he took away a lot of anything that I thought might make this movie scary. And yeah. just, uh, I was agree. Like, oh, just- this is just a funny movie. Especially, yeah. like, when he comes into the coach's house after they have their their little issue and all that. And then he's, like, when he first when he first pulls out the, his little acid sticks and is, like, trying to kill the oh, thing yeah. and all that.
2: <laughs>
1: and
0: finally just stomps on it. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I liked him as a side character. I, I mean, he, I feel like he was very over the top but they tried for him. They made him to be like that, like that type of character to bring like the comedy side to it. But I would say that he definitely caught like a lot of the attention off from thriller to more so the comedy part. Yeah.
0: Even when he uh, shows up, I think it's the first time he shows up when he's at the Jennings house and he's in the wine cellar. I didn't understand why he wouldn't just be honest with, with the wife. Like he kept, it kept, it seemed like he was just trying to like downplay the situation because like, I was just like, what is your job? Do you want to kill? Do you want to kill the bugs? Yeah. Or are you just kind of like there to do an inspection? You don't really care.
1: Well, that scene that you're talking about, that does have one of my favorite lines from Delbert. And instead of me saying it, I think we need to do a little, I used to like this one piece theater. All right. <laughs> So Marin has never done, and I used to like this One Piece theater with us, so I thought this was fun, because I, I love Delbert's lines. Oh, oh my god, like, he, I think he is so funny in this movie, and especially this scene where he is doing his little inspection of the cellar. So I have sent both of you a script, and Marin, I'll have you play Molly, and... Right. and- Colin, you got to work on that mumbling drawl and see what you can do. <laughs> what what you can do about Delbert McClintock?
2: All right. Let's get go in.
1: Yeah, imagine that uh that harmonica music playing in the background and Yeah,
0: I just need to Oops. Just need to a uh, I, I just need to hear I'm his hear his voice so I can get it in my head.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: okay, ready, Colin?
0: No, just hold on a second
1: doing some research (laughs) here (laughs) oh my gosh you know what I got it do your own interpretation of it yes call it alright okay action
2: he was nailing something in the cellar and the wood just disintegrated termites huh that's what my husband thought
0: and he's an expert in these matters
2: well no
0: didn't think so but I'm glad you called me. No room for amateurs in this game. Oh, oh. Mm. Uh, huh. What is it? Hard to say. Uh, would anybody object if I tore this floor out? I would. False alarm, then. Lead on.
2: How bad is it?
0: Shh! I didn't find a thing. Go figure.
2: Then why is all of this wood rotting?
0: I'll tell you why. Bad wood.
2: So, what what do we do?
0: Tear out bad wood, put in good wood.
2: My husband thought this would make a good wine cellar.
0: Oh, yeah? Collect beer cans myself. I got a rare 74 Miller Lite with a misprint on the label. Only 100 or so cans in circulation. The husband might want to take a gander.
1: Yes! I used to like this one piece theater. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it has my favorite line there where it's the... Would anyone object if I tore out this ceiling? I would. I would. <laughs> False alarm. <laughs> yeah, that that was a hard script to find online. I actually had to transcribe that one myself. So, you know, uh, Patreon.com/slash. I used to like this one for all our listeners out there. Uh, but <laughs> oh, you, mean,
0: you mean you mean you mean arachnophobia isn't like a highly sought after script for young screenwriters to (laughs) learn learn the craft
1: (laughs) (laughs) i suppose not no no (laughs) well (laughs) so okay so let's let's get to the spiders of this movie i mean we've got we've got like our mindless killing machines here however these don't seem all that mindless like were they trying to tell us that like I don't know that these spiders are like sentient, especially when it comes to like the general. Like it really in your 60-second synopsis, you kind of nailed it. This is sort of like Twister. This is a revenge story for a spider, is what this seems to be. He's pissed off that all Mm -hmm. his fellow spiders got jarred up in the beginning. And so now, you know, I don't know. Yeah.
0: I was gonna say that until kind of the third act. When things get really serious and they've realized, like, oh, it's the spiders. I would actually say that the spiders just seem to be doing spider. Like, they just seem... It seems seems pretty random. Like, even the... Like, I don't know how that kid put on his helmet and wasn't like, oh, there's something in here. Like, I don't know what that was about. But... But I mean, when uh, the doctor there puts his foot in the in his shoe in his slipper and gets bit, that's perfectly plausible. Yeah, you know, it's just like the spider managed to make its way through happenstance into his house, and you know, just did what a spider's what a spider does. Yeah. But then at the end, it seems like the general has sent the spiders after the after Jennings and and his family yeah. because they're just they're just coming out of everywhere mm-hmm. and everywhere. it's like clear. And it's clear that they're, like, set upon murder (laughs) at that point. Like, we need to cover this up; No one can find us. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Have either of you ever held a tarantula? I have a long time Um, ago. Because they are ridiculously light. So just your comment about how you can't tell that there's one in your your helmet. Like, even a a spider that's, like, ten times the size of that one that's in the helmet, you can barely feel that anything's there. So Mm -hmm. I just, you know... That does seem a little plausible for me. I mean, he's hurrying up to get on. But it's it's the fact that it seems like they are intentionally getting out there. Like, you know, I feel like as soon as that helmet gets picked up off the grass, that that spider's gone. You know, like, yeah. that's the part that I don't get. Why does it stick around? You know, like, and that's mm-hmm. where I feel like they're, they're killing machines. They're out there for blood.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like,
0: when, when the movie opened and uh what's his face you know sick boy he gets killed jerry yeah. i thought yeah jerry i thought there was gonna be more given my base knowledge of the movie i was like is this gonna be like the spiders possess people and like mm. live in their brains and <laughs> we're gonna get some scene where like spider eggs are exploding from somebody's face and like eyes and mouth or something. yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's what i was expecting from this movie <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah that scene where like all of a sudden you see the one coming down in front of wheel of fort or uh, in front of family ties sorry and then they start like coming through like the keyhole or that's in the bathroom like it's just all of you know at first it's like there's one or two spiders in the room and then all of a sudden they're just surrounded by spiders like it just oh okay sure i guess so yeah it was, a little,
2: it was a little crazy.
0: <laughs> in my opinion, the the biggest miss in this movie is when in the coach's house when you see the spider go in the toilet and then he yeah. sits on it, like not having the spider kill him, and people just think he had like a heart attack on the mm-hmm. on the toilet or something. Like it would have been so awesome if the spider bit him on the ass while he's on the toilet.
1: Well, I did hear <laughs> that the the sheriff dies off screen. Uh, really. And, and, and- Yeah, and it was a scene that they cut out. But, yeah, there's the point where he leaves the the Jennings' house or Jennings' barn or whatever, and then you never see him again for the rest of the movie. And apparently he gets bit on the way home and crashes his cruiser. That's how the sheriff bites it. And it's just kind of like, oh, well, that's one of those deaths you want to see because he's been such an asshole for the whole movie. (laughs) Mm. And that's the one they cut out. I don't know that one sounds like action packed and exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then and then there's the when Irvin Blair die watching Wheel of Fortune. You know, cuz their their phones off the hook for wheel. You know, you you got to take your phone off the hook for wheel. But the there's the one point where the one spider like crawls out of Irv's mouth yeah, and it's like that, that is but it's so obviously a wax irv that they've got there. You know. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: It,
1: <laughs> yeah. I wonder how patient they had to be as filmmakers to wait for the shot where the spider actually crawls out of his mouth properly. You know,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I didn't like that. I did not like that shot. I was like, ooh. So then we get our
1: big climax in the uh, in the cellar, where Doctor Jennings has managed to find the nest, the pulsing egg sac. <laughs> I I don't know how I feel about the whole about this whole cellar scene. From what I read. This scene took almost two weeks to film. Just this one scene. Yeah. Really? It's just like, wow. Like, but like when he has the wine rack fall on him, I'm looking at that and it's just like that wine rack does not look that heavy that you wouldn't be able to get yourself out from under there. Oh,
0: I just realized is when he falls off the banister and falls through the floor of his house into the wine cellar, is that a callback to Delbert's line? (laughs)
1: Which about line? taking oh. out
0: about taking out the roof oh.
1: <laughs> 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 oh it could be. Yeah. Or just the fact that that floor is so rotted away, I guess that's the only reason why you believe that he actually fell through that floor, maybe? Yeah.
0: I I did the way that floor just falls falls like paper. I was I was kind of just like, well, I mean, if you're just walking on that floor, you're taking your life in your own hands.
1: Yeah. Oh, like when he's shooting the nails through the floor, like that is terrifying. You know, the fact that like, you know, (laughs) the one that comes up right between his wife's feet and she she jumps back like you'd think her first reaction would be like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? But like she waits until he comes upstairs and she's kind of like, honey, you know, that's all she has to say about it. But it's like, whoa, hey. You just about got me in the middle of the foot with that one. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) You know, with, with him falling off the banister, I was kind of like, okay. Like it was just so, it was needed because I was just like, how did he not like have more scrapes or, you know, it it just just didn't seem like he was hurt really. Like he didn't really act like he was hurt once he like got up.
1: Yeah. But that's movie magic for you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
2: I was like (laughs) classic. Okay. I see where this is going.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, how many unbelievable things happen in any Jackie Chan movie, or, or like you know, Die Hard is a good example as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I do I do like the the homemade flamethrower that he's using to try to take everything out. But mm-hmm. I do wonder about the spider sounds. Like, were the, were the screams when he tortures the spider necessary? Does a spider <laughs> scream? I don't think so. I, I, don't, I don't think, I don't
0: think, think so. They can, I don't think most insects can make audible sounds other than like a few, but I don't think spiders yeah. are one of them.
1: Yeah. They, they definitely like making that spider jump towards the end of the movie. Yes. You know, the, the, the fact that, you know, like when Dr. Atherton is in the in the barn and he starts plucking the one cobweb, to make it come at him, and it, instead it just leaps at him like flying spider. But then they do the exact same thing at the end when it's on fire, and he has like a perfect shot with that nail gun, pinning it mm-hmm. into the electrical box. I mean... <laughs> I'm perfectly. I mean, what a shot! And I, I, I love how the nail gun has like a cocking motion, like shoot, <laughs> shoot. <shuk, shuk. Mm-mm. laughs>
2: Yeah, no, that that whole scene, that whole scene for me, I was just like, all right, it was kind of like, okay, I guess I'll go along. I'll go along with this. One thing after the other, I was like, oh, okay. He throws it into the fire. He throws the spider into the fire. And I I was just like, I'm waiting for it to come. And then I still jumped from it (laughs) popping out of the fire. (laughs)
1: Well, I, I, I love the, the fact that when he tries to get out of the cellar doors, it is locked. So it's like a throwback to his line at the opening of, I need to get a lock for this. It's like, oh, yeah. sh- shouldn't have gotten a lock for it, I guess.
0: My my favorite <laughs> is when uh, like he's on his back or whatever in the cellar and the spider is crawling up his leg. I mean, the an- that's the animatronic spider and it's that's super That's got to be, cool. yeah. 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 It's super cool. I like I like I like the camera panning from Jennings' eyes to the spider's eyes and it's crawling up, but then he's like he's like, wait a minute, spiders don't understand levers, and then he slaps the board and <laughs> flings it into the flings it into the fire and you're just like that spider could have bit and killed him at any moment.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at any moment. <laughs> yeah, why, why does it have to wait until it gets, like, like, does it want the heart? Does it want, <laughs> like, or the jugular? like...
2: <laughs> I couldn't believe on how long... Until like, like the spider, like literally when the spider was attacking, like the other the other people in in town, it was like one second and then they were gone.
1: Except for the old man, the the old doctor, yes. like yeah, yes, he has time the to doctor. say all,
2: yeah. He he has he has time to say like to say to like call the ambulance ambulance and stuff, but like, yeah, I was surprised on how long, like no spider, like really. Tried to bite him, it just wanted to climb him and, and yeah. like, get to his face or, like, get to somewhere else rather than, yeah. like, his foot.
0: There's a side you we, we don't know, but there's a side story of the spiders where, if you could hear them talk, it'd be like the general was like, No, save that one for me. And then, at, <laughs> and then at the end, he was like, He was like, I could kill you now, but I want to do this face to face and, like, a close
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, even though I've seen this movie before, there was a part of me that was expecting to see flashbacks of him as a baby with the spider crawling up his leg. Like, yeah, you know, I
0: thought like, that too. Like, why do, the, he tells the story, but I felt like it would have been way more impactful to to show us it. Similar to like in Batman Begins when you see him fall down the the well and the bats come out and stuff. Yeah, I wanted to see. I wanted to see what actually happened to him as a kid rather than just him telling the story.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the end, we've got the Jennings family. They they move back to San Francisco, and Dr. Jennings is finally <laughs> deciding to try his Chateau Margot, which is slightly charred. I mean, that's got to affect the quality of the wine inside, the fact that you've heated up this bottle with fire. Yeah.
0: yeah. I I would think so. <laughs>
1: yeah. And discussing how they aren't going to miss the countryside and then they're interrupted by an earthquake. I I absolutely love that they show that they're trading one problem for another. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh. it's it's a commentary on the city's not much better, guys. Come on. But I have to say that I'm absolutely shocked that when the earthquake happens and they leave the room that there wasn't a quick shot of a spider coming out of the box. Like
0: I I Yeah.
1: I, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I think they were I think they were setting up a uh a sequel to this movie called seismophobia which is Seism- the fear of earthquakes
2: <laughs> 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 you know i was i was like not expecting that ending i, I don't know i i kind of felt like yes they were putting it onto like the next problem like but at the same time i was like was there really a point for yeah. now like an earthquake Happen. I was expecting something still to do with spiders. So I I was also expecting something to happen or like, not like a cliffhanger, but something that would lead on to like another, another film rather than just an earthquake. I was like, Oh, okay. That was a little bit random to me. I I thought.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I think they needed to end with like a spider walking across the counter or something or like coming out of a backpack or a suitcase or something.
1: Yeah. But I mean, the big payoff, though, is the fact that he doesn't get to actually have any of his wine like yeah. that, you know, you because you, you look at that and and he pours the glass. He does his little taste of the wine. And then as soon as the earthquake hits, the bottle gets knocked over and it all drains out like it's <laughs> <laughs> so it's he, he never actually gets to drink some of the wine. So suck on that, Dr. Ross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But there we go. The end. And that is arachnophobia. Now, Colin Marin on IMDb, it scored a 6.4 out of 10. It has a meta score of 67 on Rotten Tomatoes. It has this is the critics 93 percent on the tomato meter and an audience rating of 54. Like, first of all, with Rotten Tomatoes, it's always odd that when the critic score is higher than the audience score, but to be, like, 40% higher, that's, like, that's an astronomical difference.
0: It's also, like, for, for a movie like Arachnophobia, like, I could get that if it was, like, La La Land or, like, one of these super artsy, like, Hollywood Oscar movies that, like, no average person really cares about but the critics love. Yeah. But for Iraq, Arachnophobia to be the one, like, the critics absolutely love it and...
1: It's a the, critic's darling! the fans are
0: like are so so is
1: shocking (laughs) (laughs)
0: absolutely shocking
1: a critical darling and the fans are like fuck that movie but (laughs) Colin, those are just numbers like a nail gun through the body and pinning us to an electrical breaker box hit us with some reviews that we may find shocking Uh... (laughs) okay that's bad maybe i'll edit that one out
0: all right, my first review comes from Google, the Google Play Store. It's from Ms. Alyssa, four out of five stars. She says, I saw this movie many years ago as a child, and it freaked me out. I decided to watch it again to see if it really was as good as I remember it. And it is! Obviously, you need to take it as, as it is. A movie. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> let me say that again. <laughs> Obviously, you need to take it as it is. Sem- er, colon a movie okay. but it's creepy and crawly and not nearly as campy as you might expect except for the animatronic spider at the end that was designed by MythBuster Adam Savage more realistic than the overtop kingdom of the spiders and twice as entertaining suitable for older children and adults no violence very little language but tons of spiders I recommend for a fun rental
1: Adam and Jamie are not interchangeable that person needs to get their facts right. Jamie Heineman, And I read that in like four different places. Not Adam Savage.
0: Myth busted.
1: Myth busted, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Rotten Tomatoes user Cole W gives the movie 3.5 out of 5 stars and says, If you're not scared of spiders, this could be a little silly to you. But as a slight arachnophobe myself, I thought arachnophobia was an entertaining and at times suspenseful horror comedy with good performances, decent direction by Frank Marshall, and scenes that will make arachnophobe skin crawl.
1: I totally get that, yeah. If if you've got a fear of spiders, absolutely. I mean, you're not going to be like me saying, "Aw, those little ones are so cute. So.
0: <laughs> Amanda P says three out of five stars. If there was ever a movie that makes you look over your shoulders and touch yourself all over in fear and paranoia, then arachnophobia is it. To this day, I can't watch this movie and sit still. Spiders are the actors in this movie, really, not much else. Pulsating egg sacs, f- <laughs> flying, flaming, squealing tarantulas, and John Goodman. <laughs> If I ever wanted an exterminator by my side, it would be him. In the midst of raining spiders, I would need someone to add some humor to it all. As I sit here and type this, the paranoia is creeping in and I'm getting that uneasy feeling again. I wouldn't recommend this movie to anyone. Right on. Uh, Jason N., three out of five stars, says, This movie is the reason I dislike spiders.
1: (laughs) Sure, straight into the point. I I don't know whether that's... uh... What 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 did you say the rating was on that one?
0: Three out of five stars. Three
1: out of five? See, I don't know whether that's a commentary on the movie itself, you know, saying that he thinks this movie is bad enough that he doesn't like spiders, or whether this much exposure to spiders has turned him into an arachnophobe.
0: Mark J says five out of five stars paying tribute to the old creature features years ago, arachnophobia may not offer anything new, but still brings us a good cast, clever suspense and outstanding effects from the big cast of eight legged critters. By far one of the best classic creature features to come out of the 1990s. And one of the scariest movies for anyone that has a fear for these little crawlers.
2: Yeah, I think they did a pretty good job. Like definitely. People with arachno- arachnophobia, I feel they did a really good job making the spiders scary. Yeah. And in a way yeah. that didn't make it cringy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you take a you take a look at something like Jaws, which, I mean, was referenced in the taglines. And, I mean, it almost seems like that shark is also on a mission of revenge and whatnot. So, you know, they they do like personifying these these animals and creatures in movies and making them seem a little more intense that way.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. The last one I have is from uh, Google reviews and it's from Lauren Ross. who gives the movie four out of five stars and says, I am terrified of spiders. And my dad put this on TV on my birthday as a prank. I couldn't sleep at (laughs) night for a week. And watching it again by choice was a mistake trying to face my fear without really facing it. So cool.
1: (laughs) Right on. I want to be friends with that dad. (laughs) Right on. So, yeah, like I said... I mean we're kind of floating around the 60s and 50s, except for that one wildly out there uh critic score of 93%. Let's go to our special guest first, Marin. What did you think of arachnophobia?
2: You know, I thought it was pretty well done. Like the plot had a good plot for me to watch the entire movie. It still kept me on the edge of my seat. Definitely, I think a good a good movie to watch. So let me think. I think I would give it like an average rating. Like sixty five. Okay,
1: okay, Colin. What about you?
0: And, and a nice C, C yeah. plus. Yeah, I, I would be about I would be about the same. I think I'd say like yeah, sixty to sixty five percent. I mean, I, I left the movie feeling like I liked it, mm-hmm. even though I didn't really like any of the characters. Okay, I don't know how that happened. I still yeah. enjoyed the movie. I thought it was I thought it was interesting. I I almost feel like I need more watches of it because. Everything is so wildly out of context for me in this movie, mm-hmm. between the actors all being not what I expected at all, the movie not really being what I expected at all, that it's almost like I would need a few more watches to really just kind of, I don't know, settle into it. But I did think that it was a good, fun movie.
2: Yeah, I
1: agree. I agree. See, I mean, I do like a good thrill I will say. You know like Idle Hands is one of those scary movies that I really enjoy where it's it's a comedy horror movie I don't like things like scary movie, like not that kind of comedy horror, but I do, you know, I do enjoy a a scary movie that takes you off guard and hits you with some good laughs. And on this viewing, I definitely noticed more laughs than I have in the past. And I really got behind the comedy on this watch. And so, I mean, me personally, I would probably for myself go like a 70, 75, like it's not a great movie. But it was entertaining and like I, nostalgia aside, I did enjoy the viewing experience. There's a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, that's not possible. But ooh, horror has never really been my genre of choice. You know, I, yeah. I have seen a good number of horror movies, but I'm not huge into the horror genre. And so a movie like this just, it tickles me because I do like having the laughs in my horror. I don't like movies that take themselves too seriously, like the Ring. Yeah,
0: you know? I was like, going to say, like, if, if I, I'm probably the same, like, I'm not a big horror fan, but if I watch a horror movie, like, this is the type of movie that I like. Like, my favorite horror movie of the last, like, however long is probably, like, Happy Death Day. And it's, okay, like, yeah. ver- it's very much, like... It's horror but it's still there's enough comedy in it to not make you feel like I don't know that weird feeling you get when you watch like dark horror movies like The Ring or Insidious or if you've watched what's that one Midsummer I don't know if you guys have seen that yeah, but it's no, like No, I
2: haven't seen, seen that oh, now. No, I have they, heard of it. I'm not, no. They I'm leave not, you no.
0: like feeling a little bit I don't know like ro- like like violated uncomfortable. Maybe yeah. is the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: No, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of horror either. Although I did go through a phase like that, I would go to like the theater, and it was a lot when all the a lot of the horror films came out. And I mean, horror is definitely not my genre. I just would close my eyes and no, 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 no. So yeah. I, I would, I would watch Arachnophobia. I mean, any like probably like thrillers, thriller horror rather than like scary horror.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm I'm a big fan of, like, the first Saw movie, where mm-hmm. it's psychologically terrifying. You know, like, Get Out has the same sort of vibe, where it's psychologically terrifying, rather than just, you know, like, when you look at the Saw sequels, they just push it more and more and turn into this torture porn and, you know, all that sort of thing. So... I still want to. I still want to see Spiral. I still want to see the Chris Rock one. But as the franchise goes on, it's just like, how much more over the top can we get? How much grosser can we make it? Yeah. But I, I you know, I I like a movie like uh, like Final Destination. Yeah. Or you know, these movies that have a bit of a sense of humor because it's a little bit tongue in cheek. You know, like even Friday the Thirteenth and 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 Nightmare on Elm Street. Even if the first ones took themselves seriously. As you go on, you know the jokes that Freddy makes in the later Nightmare on Elm Streets. You know, he he becomes a bit more of a clown as you go on. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's a for me. Yeah, it's a it's a seventy five percent movie because I I enjoy I enjoyed the yeah I enjoyed the laughs and I mean Delbert Delbert makes this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. Well, there we go. That is arachnophobia, and that's our show for this week. Oh, a big huge thank you to our special guest, Marin Richardson. M- Marin, if people want to find you
2: doing stuff online, where can they go to find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook under uh, Marin Richardson or Marin Richardson Music if you're interested. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. It was a pleasure.
1: Thanks for Well, coming. we appreciate it. Yeah, because now with the time change between us, You know, it's almost midnight your time as we're recording this. So yeah, I'm glad that we could get you on the show. I'm glad too. (laughs) If you like that show, well, there's a few ways you can help us out. First of all, tell your friends. Word of mouth is so important for a podcast. Just telling your friends that goes a long way to help us find new listeners. Or if you want to go above and beyond, you can go to whatever app it is you listen to your podcast on and give us five stars and a review. It doesn't matter what you say in the review. It's not for our egos. But giving us those five stars, it just messes with the algorithms of those sites and it helps drive us up the charts. It helps us get noticed by a new audience. Or there's one more way you can help us out if you want to help us out financially. Become a producer of the show, just like our executive producer, Joshua Blum. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash I used to like this one and become part of our Patreon family.
0: And be sure to check out our website, www.iselekethisone.com. There you can find links to all of our podcast episodes, as well as our social media pages. We have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have Twitter. Go on there, give us some shares, give us some comments, give us some likes. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so at One, all one word, at gmail.com. Send us an email and let us know what movies you used to like,
1: and then maybe you'll find us talking about them on the show. I Used to Like This One is created by, hosted by, and produced by Sean Wells and Colin Stewart. It is edited by Sean Wells. Music by Lyndon Carter. Look for his band Carter and the Capitals anywhere you listen to music. Thanks for listening. And join us next week when we take a look at another movie on I Used to Like This One.